Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I want to begin this morning with a little word association. What do you think of when you hear the phrase elementary school? Now, perhaps you have blocked out that part of your life. And perhaps you are an elementary school teacher, and that is the last thing you want to think about on a summer Sunday morning. But perhaps if you were like me, the mind is filled with a cascade of sights and sounds and smells. The many colors of bulletin boards and construction paper, the sound of the school bell and children's playground chants, the smell of the school cafeteria, which always smells exactly the same no matter what is on the menu, and the taste of graham crackers and apple juice and paste. <laughs> and if you think about it for a moment, and this an an analogy is a little strange, so bear with me, elementary school is a lot like church. There is a building set aside for a specific purpose. There is a teacher and a student, and the teacher is most definitely God here, not me. We are all students together. And there is a particular ritual to the day, lessons and sports and music and snack time and nap time, not during the sermon, <laughs> and recess. And like church, in elementary school, everyone has a particular job cleaning the chalkboards, feeding the classroom pet, the door holder, the snack preparer, and this was the most coveted job and my favorite, the line leader. Whenever the class went somewhere for, for lunch or for gym or for art, the line leader got to stand in the front of the group while the rest of the class had to follow behind. The leader got to see where the class was going while everyone else only got to see the back of someone else's head. The leader got to enter the room first while everyone else had to wait their turn. The leader got to stand next to the teacher while the rest of the class fended for themselves. For a geek and a people pleaser like me, there was nothing better than being the line leader. But it is the nature of a leader, as well as the nature of being a follower, that I would like for us to think about this morning. Here comes the segue. For I believe our scripture lessons this morning shed some important light and give us some good lessons on the roles of being a leader 
and a follower, and being a follower of Christ and a leader with Christ. Let's tackle following first. What does it mean to follow Christ? Scripture presents three individuals to answer that question. In this morning's gospel, Jesus is in Samaria, but he's beginning to think about going to Jerusalem for his passion and for the climax of his ministry. And I would dare to assume that Christ is beginning to think ahead about who will lead um, this group of Christians, who will continue his mission when he has gone on and taken his place at the side of his father. And as if on cue, three seekers approach Christ. These three are probably regular people like you and me, regular smoes with average jobs and mouths to feed, but they're looking for a purpose, something more to life than what the material world can offer. And they seem to be earnest, well-meaning folk who have perceived and felt the power of Christ's words and ministry, and they want to be part of that movement. But they don't fully realize the comprehensive impact of being a disciple. They do not comprehend the total effect on the self and of just being aware of God. They do not know the difficult and demanding and beautiful life that happens when you accept your creation in the image of God and the gifts you have been given by God. They do not understand that to follow Christ means forsaking our own selfish needs and instead serving the creator of the universe. I do not believe that following Christ means forsaking our worldly responsibilities as some might interpret this gospel. Responsibilities like our families and our friends and our community for I believe these are holy ministries ordained and blessed by God. But I also believe that Christ calls us to discern what of these responsibilities are of God and which are not. Therefore, following Christ means being aware of God, accepting who God created us to be, and then putting aside our own needs and desires in favor of being part of God's needs and God's desires. Following Christ is just that simple and that monumental. But following Christ isn't merely an internal pursuit. Taking loving care of ourself and is, is, is important, and following Christ should be personally transformative. But following Christ is not just blindly following someone like some kind of robot or applying Christ's teachings only to ourselves. But following Christ is also about leading. Leading for Christ in the wider world. Leading through prophetic witness. Leading through advocating justice. And leading through serving others. By following Christ, we are called to lead. Not like the elementary school line leader who le uh, only really cares about being up front with the teacher, but leading like Christ himself, who welcomed the other 
and called attention to the outrage. Like Elisha in the Old Testament, we must accept the mantle of Elijah and the prophets to be a prophet to a, in the larger world. There are so many in this holy place who follow Christ by leading, and they have led us to so many wonderful things like serving at our daily bread, volunteering with Vacation Bible School, chaperoning on a youth trip, participating in Stop Hunger Now, writing a note to someone who is grieving, giving deeply and sacrificially out of our abundance. To follow Christ is not a passive or internal exercise, but an active partnership with God. A partnership that, w that goes out into the world to remind the world of God's presence and to the bring the world into God's justice. How do you follow Christ? Are you ready to forsake yourself and instead be part of God? And equally importantly, how do you lead with God? Are you ready not only to follow, but to be a leader in God's mission? Amen.